What's up, y'all? My name's Lanre, and you're listening to In The Mix, where I get to speak with artists from all over, from all walks of life, about the music industry, our personal lives, and how they mix together. And hey, maybe you'll learn something on the way. This is a place where artists can just be artists. Welcome to In The Mix. All right, so welcome to another episode of In The Mix. My name is Lanre, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to a hip-hop group, Deep End Music. How's it going, fellas? Going on, good. What's going on? Good, 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 man. Can't complain. It's Friday. You know, just ready, ready to get after it. You know what I'm saying? So y'all are from Atlanta, right? And y'all are from all different parts of Atlanta. So tell me a little bit about Deep End Music, how y'all all got together, the whole the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can start off. Yeah, so I knew, yeah, Brian Waves. I knew Rashad since so childhood friends. So we grew up together, right? And then met Devontae in high school. Um, okay. Met Marcus in college, and then got introduced to Gabe through Rashad. Yep. And uh, so I think we were just at a point where Gabe had been doing music for a minute. Gabe been doing music since high school, so I think. Mm-hmm. Doing music belongings out of all of us, really, really. And so I know Sean saw something to him in terms of like his ability and his passion behind the music and whatnot. And Vontae been passionate about music mm-hmm. and just being in the bits with everything and like being super good at networking, such a people person and whatnot. And then Marcus, really the producer of the group, you know, making the beats and then being in the studio with us and everything like that. So okay. We're, Everybody was crossing paths and it, it, it made sense. Yeah. It yeah. kind of made sense to do it as a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Um, thing. Um, yeah. It's pretty much how it kind of go. You about to say something? Yeah. So, how many rappers are in the group? Uh, right now, oh. it's so just uh, Brian Waves. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, then how does it work as far as like, so y'all are all in Atlanta. So, how does it work with like, collaborating with all those different you know like moving pieces and stuff because i i haven't heard of a a hip-hop group in a minute you know so it's like it's really interesting that y'all are like all you know like grown and like have your heads together and just like yeah let's start a group you know um i mean it's it's definitely been uh got a lot of peaks and valleys honestly you know trying to figure it out uh kind of like you said how to how to mesh together and collaborate in the right way um Mm -hmm. you know kind of aligning on the same goals, aligning on the same wants and needs, uh, even, you know, different stuff comes up for budget. You know, everybody's got stuff going on. Uh, so all money's always a thing uh, to try to figure out and that makes sense for everybody. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, we're learning as we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much new. We recently started this uh, officially what in August or towards the end of end of August, beginning of September. Okay. Um, so, I mean, a lot of it's been trial and error, but we're trying to figure it out, committed to it. But mm-hmm. the same, uh, we still work the artists as individual artists. So even though we, okay. it's not like they're making music all the time as every song is together. For the most part, they make yeah. a lot of music independently. And we go out and that's why I come in and Shaw comes in and I go out and he goes mm-hmm. out and network with the people that we already know. Uh, being in Atlanta, there's a lot of artists, a lot of people that we already know, whether it's people from high school or college who are already, you know, in the lane and made it to a certain point. So we're networking mm-hmm. on social medias and all that type of stuff. Yeah. 
one thing I was talking to uh, the last guest about was because he's, you know, in the Atlanta area too. And I've been running into this as a singer, but I wonder if y'all have too. It's like, and it, you guys stand out because you're a group, but there's so much saturation here, especially when it comes to hip hop, you know? So like, how do y'all, like, what's your sound and how do you kind of stand out from, you know, the biggest group in Atlanta, which was Migos, you know? And like, how do you say like, okay, we're not that, you know? Well, to start off, well, for the most part, the Atlanta sound is mostly you're getting a lot of the trap music and this, that, and the third. And mm-hmm. that's not a lane that we're, we're really reaching at. We're making mm-hmm. uh, your feel music, your vibe music. Uh, you okay. know, and we're not really, you know, it's not really based around whether it's strip club or, you know, you know, twerking and, and, and partying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we have a a wider variety of things that we're talking about, you yeah. know, that actually string at your heart a little bit. We have stuff, you know what I mean? We have stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, like I was saying, it's pretty much like a, uh, mostly music you just vibe to, you know, uh, kind of mm-hmm. like that make you want to dance around the house. That's how music. Okay. Um, me, I, I have two mixtapes out right now. Uh, on mm-hmm. and Puppy Love that I just dropped in November. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a whole uh, album release for that. Um, mm-hmm. It was a pretty good turnout, actually. Like 100 plus people showed up. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's been getting a good response. Uh, so, and the Calvin just dropped this week. I mean, my far off today. Brian Waves just dropped. And, you know, it's it's all just really good music that we we try to um, put our most into. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Like we do come from like different backgrounds, like different neighborhoods, but mm-hmm. we all try to make it mesh and just make it flow like as clean as possible. So so y'all still drop separately then? So yeah. like you too? Yeah. Okay. We're not all like as Vontae said earlier. We're not always dropping together. We do have mm-hmm. songs that we do have together. And yeah. uh, we may put a tape out eventually, but um, we still are like right right now. The group is more about just uh, supporting each other, and mm-hmm. you know when things come up, you know having each other's back. Like as yeah. was, um, as far as budget, you know, what I'm saying like if everybody's throwing in on it, it's it's mm-hmm. cheaper to split something five ways than it is to you know go all in on it by yourself. It makes it a lot easier, a lot. Um, makes it a lot more cohesive mm-hmm. and it, you know, it gets things done quicker because uh to be honest music is an expensive business and it makes oh yeah man fun. so you know get everything mixed mastered uh studio time stuff like that so it's beats mm-hmm. like that so it's uh it's all just you know making sure we're just here for each other you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so if somebody has a music somebody wants to do a music video then you know, we bring it to the group, bring the ideas to the to the group, and then everybody pitches in on it, gives their ideas, um, and then we go forward from there. So, yeah. Uh, going back to like what you're saying about the sound, I think mm-hmm. it's important that so the, the, I think there's two main producers that we really work with. So I know for Gabe, it's freshly, mm-hmm. right? And then for mm-hmm. me, it's so by being able to develop that sound, with like artist and producer, like if you look mm-hmm. at someone like, uh, uh, Drake and Ollie or 40 or whatever the case may be. Yeah. 
when you stick when you like that collab going between a producer and an artist you can really start to develop that sound and i think mm -hmm. one thing for us is just like being yourself you know what i'm saying we are in atlanta so you go and get that trap sound and stuff like that yeah that's mm -hmm. that's that's gonna, be, that's gonna be a given you know what i'm saying but just making sure you don't fall into somebody else's lane trying to do what they got going on and, and you kind of start losing yourself in the mix so i, I would say locking in with the producers has been super important to like building out our sound. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for, so for me, that's been like the biggest hurdle, right? It's trying to a establish myself as a singer in a predominantly hip hop town, you know? And then also is like discovering what that sound is even going to be, you know? So it's like, it's like finding that producer, having uh collaborations you know so I, I think it's dope what y'all are doing because you're doing it in a way where you're each different parts but you're still supporting each other as a collective you know that's really dope so i see um on the like kind of blurb that you sent voyage that you guys have you're trying to dive into the story of bryant and kind of like his backstory so can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how that incorporates into the group as a whole uh, so I just dropped an EP. It just came out last night at 12 a.m. Uh, titled Baby. So like B2BY stands for Born to Be You. Okay. Um, and quick backstory. So I was adopted and whatnot. And I think going on this journey to be my biological mom has led me to a space of like self-realization, really. And mm -hmm. just really focusing on myself, you know what I'm saying? Who I am as an individual and as an individual and like who I want to create. So mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the thing that we... I would say allow everybody to be really in the group. It's really themselves, right? And we don't mm -hmm. tell shy away from that. Whether it's Marcus making beats, Vontae and Shy saying some gay making music and whatnot. So I think that's something that we all embody as a unit for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel that, man, because one of the things I always harp on, and it's kind of like the per the thing that kind of started this podcast was there's so much like the listener, they get one part of the story, right? They get the the product, the end, the end result. But there's so much history that goes into like why an artist is where they are. Like even you guys being in Atlanta, I'm sure there's a reason or a path that y'all even got to be here, you know, and then meeting each other and then starting to be in music. So anyone can answer this, but what was like a moment that you say was the most impactful for you in your career so far? and getting you to where you are today. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, oh, yeah, y'all can think about it. It's all good. It's pretty much um, like uh, Brian was saying earlier, uh, the producer I work with, is uh, his name is Freshly. Shout out to my dog. Freshly is different. Um, mm -hmm. But basically, I think a moment that really, like, put me on it was we went to high school together, right? So... Uh, like one of our classes, we didn't have to be to school till like 12 o'clock in the afternoon because we had work study. So okay. in that time, we would, uh, you know, just be chilling at, at my crib, uh, recording songs, remixes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just something that really gave me the love for it. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, writing lyrics and coming up with bars and, um, you know, trying to find different flows to a certain beat and just recording everything and then getting that end product that you were saying earlier, you know, even though back then it was now to me is, it's trash, but mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying? Like, but when yeah. you know, was in that moment, it was just something that, you know, really excited me and got me uh, motivated for the future, for, for the future of my music career and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, that's just been one of my my roles since the beginning of this. And, uh, you know, it's it's good that it feels good when, you know, I, I drop music and I get a positive response. And, um, you know, everybody's complimenting on everybody's complimenting me on, you know, the bars that I have in there or, you know, something that they they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just something that I guess that's the, the moment for me. What about, uh, yeah. Let's go. I, would, I would say I would say mine was really uh, back in probably like the summer, uh, the summer of 2016 when I came uh, when I met this dude named Self and he had been in the music industry for a minute um, and kind of started taking me under his wing and showing me the ropes of like music and everything like that. And once I found mm-hmm. out how to like make a song and like create music in a way that got to be like fun and expressive and stuff like that. I think that's when it was really uh, the impactful part, you know, cause I knew I could really do this and then having a mentor in it too was cool. And then I was at the second time, I was really locking into a Marcus to be honest, because it was cool to start building that chemistry. You know, you, you may hear like some older folks that's in music about their homies that they was working with and stuff like that. Right, mm-hmm. and so actually had that yourself. It's yeah. pretty, you know what I mean. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's what we were able to lay a foundation like all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a game changer, man. Having someone that you can look up to in the game that like knows that knows you as a person, and then can like kind of guide you. I don't know, because as musicians, we can be really hard headed sometimes and think like, all right, what I have and the way I do it, it feels right. But then when you have someone who can like sort of guide you into it and be like, Hey, you know, your instincts are right, but this is actually, you know, you got to move left in this kind of situation. So that's, that's dope that y'all have that. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. I would say for me, like the most impactful, I mean, it's a, it's a few things that have been really impactful for me when it comes to music. One of which is just seeing the, um, seeing, seeing, seeing my mom, my parents, excuse me, seeing my mom and my parents like play my music and then like share my music on Facebook and other social media streams, right? And and, mm-hmm. and then um, seeing my, my, my little sister and my cousins, right? And listening mm-hmm. to uh, without even me like asking them to listen to it, you know, they just have it on their playlist. So I would say that has been very impactful in itself. And then also um, just the journey itself, right? When, when mm-hmm. I started Beats, and I was like 19, so like almost eight years ago. Actually, you know, eight, eight years ago, uh, this month will make eight years I started making beats, right? So okay. just to look back and think about to, to from where I started to where I am now, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a long journey, but it's been a, a journey of progression, a lot of trials and errors, ups and downs, you know? So just thinking about that and the impact that that has on me, just continuing to, to put one foot in front of the other um, mm-hmm. has been and then you know all the other artists and, and producers that I met uh, along the way um and and seeing them continue to grow and, and seeing their journey as well I got a couple other uh producer friends that I met in college right and mm-hmm. one of one of them will say um that like I got him into producing right and so seeing his mm-hmm. part progression up until where he is now engineering and, and producing you know and getting placements and all that stuff so I would yeah. say that you know pretty impactful for me um mm-hmm. since I yeah, rewarded too, you know, because you're seeing someone, and I'm sure like Brian can say the same thing about you. Like you you helped shape people's lives pretty much and like get them on the the course of where they can they can start helping other people, you know. Cause that's the biggest thing for me, man. Cause I know you guys like 
you guys are big on collaboration. And my thing is like, I feel like I've been given a lot to give to other people, you know? So it's like, as much as I win, I want to make sure everybody that I'm coming up with eats even more than I do, you know? So that that's really dope. They all, they all have that. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, I mean, it, it makes sense more so to collaborate more as opposed to trying to, you know, do your own thing. There's so many people here that are creative, that are, are smart, that are, you know, you know, just great, great people to, to work with and, and mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's almost, sometimes I feel like it's, it's so many people here that it, that makes it more hard, harder than anything to narrow it down to like, damn, you know, this person's great, but this person's great too. You know, who should we go yeah. with, you know, collaboration, mm-hmm. uh, I think. I mean, that's just something that should be paramount anywhere, really. Yeah, for sure. Because you can't do anything. I believe you can't do anything in life alone. Like, man shouldn't walk alone in life, especially in music. Because I see some people, man, they just have this mentality of like, all right, I just got to lock in. I'm, you know, I'm just going to do this and not even tell, you know, your friends or your family about what you're doing. I'm like, what? Like, how does that build any kind of inspiration? Like you only have, as humans, we only have like a certain amount of information that we go through every day. So it's like, for me as a songwriter, it's like, I'm always like just talking to people, you know, like doing stuff like this, where I can feed off other people's like experiences and and build that into see into what I'm putting out, you know? Um, so yeah, that's good, man. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So Rashad, do you have any uh, kind of like impactful moments? Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, my my music journey has probably been a little bit shorter than everybody else's. What I would say is probably been the most impactful. Uh, kind of like Gabe or yeah, Gabe mentioned just just feedback in terms of like seeing you know when we started off doing this and seeing like folks being like, damn, you know, I like this or I'm you know I'm I'm messing with y'all's motion or whatever. Uh, um, and also hearing some things from other people that have maybe done tried music in the past. And they're like, you know, I wish that we had, uh, I wish that I had a group or some people to support me or help me out or, and stuff like that. Um, even what a couple of weeks ago, we were walking uh, on the belt line here and mm-hmm. ran to some people that's probably like three, four years. And yeah. they were like, we see what y'all are doing. We like it. You know, we're tuned in, we're locked in. So, I mean, that's something that, you know, you don't expect that, especially when you haven't seen somebody for so long. Yeah. And that, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing like, hey, Marcus, you were talking about that, seeing how your music can affect people you've known before you started like really doing it is that that was like a big moment for me, too, because that's like it's crazy that, you know, you want to reach fans and you want your music to like reach people that you've never that I've never heard of you before. But it's different when people really mess with your music that you know already like they're already locked into who you are as a person and then on top of that they're like you know you're actually really good and that i'll i'm going to add you to my spotify playlist or whatever so that that's a big deal for me too especially because a reinvention point uh for you to in somebody else's mind is if you haven't been if that wasn't necessarily your person all you know growing up or whatnot and mm-hmm. now they're introduced to like a new almost a new person per se but yeah 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 yeah, it is crazy how like some people, I mean, some people look at you really different, you know, like some people that you went to high school with and some people you went to college with. And then you see they see like, you know, touring or like releasing music. And it's like, all right, whoa, this guy was really serious about like what he was joking about in high school about, you know. But yeah, Devante, do you want to share anything, too? Well, for me, I guess my moment would be, uh, well, we also have another friend that we work with, uh, Ryan. 
Yo, they go crazy. Yo. Um, me and that's one of my best friends, and uh, he ended up going to school, R Institute, and uh, got his engineering degree and became an engineer. And uh, okay. I love music from listening to music in the basement, the old school, my grandma in Chicago, or just mm-hmm. by myself listening before sports game. You know, so when he got started and, and uh, I was around and I'm helping him and I'm you know getting in the booth is to help him create a sound and help him learn how to record and mix and master he's going through school. So um, that was a part of it. And then as they were saying, also, like, I've been in the booth and I've dropped songs with other people and just the feedback that I got, even the fact that I'm not really necessarily rapping right now, I'm using uh, my ability to network, really mm-hmm. to but just being in the booth and people coming back like, man, you can rap and I'm writing music still and helping write music. And man, those bars are hard. And mm-hmm. those moments really, uh, you know, made me want to continue to do it. I always had a love for music. I listen to music daily, all day. I feel like most people do. So mm-hmm. it, was something that just, uh, it just fell into my lap, really. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. And like, just listen to all y'all. I'm hella jealous because I'm a one man operation over here, you know? So it's like, y'all have some, someone who's good at networking. You have the artist side, you have the producer side, and then all y'all kind of come together financially too, which is like super important. And I think a lot of artists in general miss that point because they think, you know, oh, the the Spotify money is going to come in, not knowing you only make like a cent of a cent of a cent. And then that cent of a cent gets split with whatever you're distributing, you know? So it's like, it's, um, it's, it's dope that y'all understand that, like y'all can all like collect on that too. That's a good point. So one thing on that too, is like, how do y'all, cause you mentioned that your sound is really different from what the typical Atlanta, like subject matter and like the, even like the trap beats and things like that. How do y'all feel about, like I guess where Atlanta is headed musically, because I have thoughts on that too, but I want to hear what y'all think about it. Are we talking about just hip hop or are we talking about all all genres? Uh we can talk about hip hop specifically. I mean, I think Atlanta's the hip hop capital of the world. So I agree. I mean, I think at the yeah. end I think, I mean, we say it, but I feel folks say it all the time uh, in maybe mm. like a joking manner, but I really do think, you know, Atlanta kind of creates a sound, creates a, if it's not just a sound, it's definitely a, a look or a feel or how you want to be, how, how people, especially like African-Americans, mm-hmm. I feel like Atlanta sets a lot of that. So um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like you mentioned, it is an over, it's an over really saturated, um, you know, city in terms of the sound. A lot of people sound the same. I mean, you got, you know, sometimes you can mix up Gunna and, and Future. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, a little bit, they kind of sound somewhat similar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe sometimes it can get redundant, but I mean, I love it. Yeah. I, I feel like when you're in Atlanta, you know the difference between artists like Gunna and Future, right? But then I'm from New Jersey. So whenever I, I'm up there with my cousins, they're, you know, always ragging on the fact that the baby sounds just like, you know, Future 2.0, you know, yeah. but I know like their history, like it's it's a totally different sound. But yeah, y'all keep going. Uh, I I mean, I'm not really, I can't really say I'm sure where it's going or where it's headed, you know, because the sound's changing every every day. You know, you got you got a few artists that really stand out, um, but I love the artists that I grew up on as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the people Chase, the Young Thugs, mm-hmm. and all that. So uh, when there is a sound that's kind of, that sounds kind of similar to what I grew up on, then I'm all 
already, you know, attracted to that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, um, so like off of like we have Young Thug, then you have Lil Keed and uh Lil Gotti that sound just like Young Thug. If you mm-hmm. close your eyes, you know what I'm saying? You picture Young Thug right here. So yeah. I still I still like those, I still like those artists very much because they they have that sound that I'm that I really enjoy. Um mm-hmm. you have other artists like uh Black and uh like yeah. Beyonce. Um, JID, who are who are mm-hmm. over here experimenting and changing, you know the way yeah. they rap, and I love that too because it, it just shows how versatile the city is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how versatile it is, and you know how how much talent there is in here in this city. Kenny, mm-hmm. yeah, Kenny Mason, uh, a lot of it's oh, a yeah. lot in Atlanta. So uh, it's just I'm excited to see where it's going. I can't really say yeah. where it's going, but mm-hmm. I, I am excited to see where. Where everybody is 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 going and how everybody is developing their sound, um, and then you know I'd like to include myself too, myself and yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying we have our own sounds that uh, we're trying to we're trying to get out there, trying to get people mm-hmm. to, to listen to and you know get our own waves going. So um, yeah. it's just a lot of I mean, like I said, I'm excited for it. Um, it's good. it's good to see where it's going. It's a lot of. Yeah. Uh, it is a lot of versatility in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Just like mm-hmm. sounds from even like outside of hip hop, multiple different genres and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I think that on the independent level, because it's a people are pushing independent more or being able to be independent, you know what I'm saying, and still make it in the music. Yeah. One thing that I've seen is like people crossing over like that hip hop, pop, like mm-hmm. even rap, like kind of starting to mix. Mix it like uh, I, I think mm-hmm. Sweet was talking about like genres are slowly the walls to different genres and lanes are slowly like coming down. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the direction of the city, you know what I'm saying? Where it's going, because it's definitely going to be a pivot point mm-hmm. for rap music that's coming up. Sure. It's got to be coming up. So, yeah, yeah. I told someone the other day, I was like, there's old hip hop heads, I feel like who don't like the, what's happening in Atlanta. So like, you know, not necessarily Atlanta, but in hip hop in general about how, like you said, uh, Brian, about the genre blending. And my thing is like, you don't grow if you keep staying the same way, you know? And I think Atlanta has been at the forefront of changing hip hop a lot. You know, people say like, you know, obviously like hip hop started in New York, but I think, Atlanta, the way it's been since I've been I've been around is that it's taking hip hop to like different heights, you know, like people never had ringtones before Soldier Boy made that popular. You know, it's like little things like that, like the uh, the Migos, like kind of changed that whole like what being a hip hop group was for people, you know. So I think Atlanta's, you know, Atlanta's definitely like the most innovative place in music, really, in general today. 100%. But how do you, what's up? I just said 100%. Yeah. So how do you guys deal with kind of making your own lane within that? You know, like we just talked about like the whole scope of what hip hop in Atlanta is. And I guess like for the producers and rappers, like how do you, yeah, how do you carve your own lane in that? And like, what what do you kind of do? What do you add to your music to kind of say like, okay, this is, a Gabe track. This is a Brian track. This is a deep, deep end music track. Uh, I think 
going back to what we were talking about with producers and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Making sure we keep building that sound out with our producers and everything. And then two, pushing them to get outside that lane and just hip hop, right? But also really just focusing on ourselves and exploring different sounds. Like we're, we're, we're in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? That's not going to change. So mm-hmm. understanding that music is global, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just being able to think outside that box of like the state that we're in and just being able to create whatever based on some of the sounds that we hear. Um, Gabe may hear a melody, I may hear a melody, and that may come from like a pop beat, you know, that freshly mm-hmm. arose. Thing. And it's just being able to go with it and not getting stuck in just saying, oh, we're in Atlanta, so maybe we should make this type of music, right? Mm-hmm. So just so we keep an open mind when we go into the booth to create. I would yeah. say so we carve out our own lane. Yeah, mm-hmm. to add on to that, um, it's more so, I feel like it's more so just about, you know, not being afraid to experiment mm-hmm. you know, with your sound as well. I mean, like, yeah. uh, it's a... As Cal, as Brian was saying, it's good to <laughs> my fault, bro. It's good to it's good to build <laughs> it's good to build that uh that bond with your producer and mm-hmm. you know guys work on that together. But um you just gotta you gotta step out the box sometimes and you know mm-hmm. sometimes it might not sound good. It might not sound good. You might have to go to something else, switch switch lanes and go to something else, or you might have to find a different flow for a certain melody. Um mm-hmm. but you know, it's always good to have that feedback and to, you know, just grow, to grow with, with uh, other artists, other, other producers. And it's, um, I want to say it's also not so much about finding your lane, but finding your audience. You know what I mean? So yeah, your music yeah. about people that actually want to, that actually enjoy your music, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody's not going to like, everybody's not going to like a certain sound. Everybody's not going to like a certain flow that she took on, on some, on some beat. Everybody's mm-hmm. not talking about the content that you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's more so, I think it's more so about just um, honing in on that audience and figuring out who who's going to support you because they actually enjoy what you're doing and what you're Yeah. So if you got to be an mm-hmm. awesome, I think you touched on something like, you got to be ready for people around you to like, they say you get more support from a stranger than you do like some of your peers and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like people in the world, bro, like everybody may not like your sound or be fond of your sound in, in the place that you're at, but you really just right. You can't. You got to let that shit roll off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just enjoy your music. You just got to to gay to gay's point. Just make sure you're putting in front of them. Um, right. Uh, yeah. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, we were talking about um, you know working at tech companies earlier. I work at a tech company too. Okay. Um, one of the things, I mean, just in sales in general, is to go back to what he was talking about in terms of finding your audience is uh, when you're when you're doing sales, you want to try to find a champion mm-hmm. um, that's going to go to bat for you that you don't have to go to bat for yourself, but you have other like your whether it be customers or fans that mm-hmm. will go to bat for you um, and sing your praises. And I think mm-hmm. that in itself can also help in terms of uh, growing your audience because once you see. I mean, we all been around people that that have heard a song for the first time or, or just in love with a certain particular song. And they're like, oh, they keep playing it. They hype mm-hmm. up the song. And now all of a sudden you're like, man, that's, that was trash. But I've been listening to it a couple of times. All right. This this kind of ride now. Yep. You know? So, yep. you know, I think that that finding the audience is big for sure. Mm-hmm. And that that's a lesson I'm learning myself, man. It's like I had my distributors. They pretty much said, like, instead of focusing on, like, what's coming next, what what you have down the pipe it's more so get 
like you have all these songs that you already released, right? And you have like millions of listeners who haven't even heard it yet. Millions of people on TikTok specifically because they were getting on me about not posting enough on TikTok. And my thing, I, I'm not gonna lie, I thought TikTok was really whack. And I was like, I, I don't like the whole idea. I don't like where it's taking the industry. And they're they're like, you got you have to be on there because that's how you reach fans outside of Spotify, you know, or just your your already established network, you know. And I'm learning that now because I'm like, man, I have, you know, I started writing down people who would comment on my videos or people who would DM me and stuff. And that's that's really the people that you want to be championing, like you were saying, because once you have that they're going to be doing all the work for you. You don't really have to keep, you know, going back in the well, all you have to do is DM someone and say like, Hey, I have this pre-save uh, for my next release. You know, would you mind pre-saving? You already know you already won that person. And then that person is going to tell another person and then so on and so on, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So when, we talk about the music industry. There's a lot of, uh, I forgot who mentioned it, but there's a lot of trials and errors that come with it too, especially like being independent artists. So I'm really curious to know as far as a group and individually, like what are some hurdles y'all have had to come over recently? Recently? Um, or just in general too. Doesn't have to be recent. Uh, I was just about to say, I mean, just being a, being a, a smaller group in, in, in Atlanta, I mean, just we had talked about it earlier, right? It, being in the music industry is, is not cheap, right? you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, off the ground is is not, you know, is not a cheap, is it's not cheap at all, and, and you can't be cheap when it comes to your craft. You, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. even I would say it's more so a hurdle for all, you know, independent artists, right? Trying to mm-hmm. find fun, trying to find, you know money to, to, to back your craft and, and, you know, whether it's music videos or, you know, marketing ads, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, something that I feel like all artists, especially, uh, definitely us, you know, have, have tried to, um, or have, you know, come across Mm -hmm. and being a a challenge. Yeah. I would also say, uh, uh, staying consistent is, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just a challenge just in every, everyday life, just staying consistent with anything. Yeah. Um, but being able to not only because we have it's five people, it's five voices. These are obviously the two main the, or the two artists um, mm-hmm. and they have a vision for how they want to do things and how they how, and as you as you mentioned earlier, it could be a situation where, you know, you know, as artists, y'all are 100 percent into everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there may be a situation where we have to say something and be like, all right, maybe not, not, let's not do that. And there's also situations where they have to push back and be like, nah, this is it. Like, I'm feeling it. This is it. So like, you got like, I understand what you're saying, but like, we mm-hmm. got to get on board. We got to figure that out as well. So, uh, yeah. that, I mean, that's always a hurdle to get past. Um, mostly, like I said, just staying consistent and making sure that, because at the end of the day, we all have a we all have a role. We all have, uh, you know, weight that we have to pull. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't want other people, you know, carrying more weight than they should be, you know, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, too, man, I, I get another small hurdle. My, uh, so like around, around this time last year, my hard drive crashed, you know, and I thought I had backed up all the beats that I had made for that mm-hmm. year. Fortunately, I didn't. So I lost all of those beats. Right. So those are like little small hurdles that, you know, as musicians and especially as producers, mm-hmm. you uh, 
come across now, I know just from that experience, it's like, all right, I have to back up. Not only do I have to back up my my music to my hard drive, but I also need to back it up to the cloud as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so, you know, just things you, uh, you just got to roll with the punches, man. Yeah. I mean, that's a nightmare. I have, I don't have the best like file saving like system. So I'm always like, damn it. If this Mac goes away, yeah. <laughs> it's a wrap for all my Mac shit. Yeah. yeah. Tell me so. about it. Sometimes you might need, you know, two, three hard drives and then a, and then a, a Dropbox or a, what do they call it? Google drive. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, man, for sure. So for all this kind of question for all you guys, what is next for deep end music? And then what's next for, you know, your individual projects as well? Like what can the listeners be expecting coming soon? So we got, so I got baby out right now. Uh, five song EP drop today, drop yeah, today, drop today. today. <laughs> <laughs> and where can they, uh, where can they stream on, at? On all platforms. Social media wise too as well, but cool. uh, I mean I think that's what we got going right now for real for real. So I have the short film pop out on Monday, right, and then okay. I like the adoption documentary uh, next cool. week. So, and then I know Gabe got something in, in the cut, you know what I'm saying that he's that he's been working on for a minute. So yeah, I'm uh, mm-hmm. probably drop a few singles this summer and then on uh, mm-hmm. the tape. Like a seven song, seven song tape, seven song EP or something like that. Um, at the end of at the end of the summer, um, and also I'm also trying to get a little documentary type thing, and so it's going to be more so based on uh, going towards like the direction that Calvin went with uh, Baby his JV EP. As far mm-hmm. as my fault, my fault, Brian Way. <laughs> With his <laughs> with his baby EP, his government. That's one of the hurdles, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Daniels, <laughs> man. Right there. The Zoom thing that'll help. Yep. I'm gonna take the direction that Brian that Brian went, and um, you know, try to make it a, a little bit more personal as far as mm-hmm. you know. My family and you know where I grew up and you know the people I grew up around and um uh you know so if you're looking forward to that probably have like a little documentary as well and yeah you know good, more good music on the way is is what's in store for both of us I would say yeah um, yeah so you were touching on you were talking about like finding your audience and stuff like that too I think but us locking in on our stories and whatnot. And who we are in our back, it's not a lot of people to gravitate to us a lot more. He got to see what he had until him and I started chopping, you know what I'm saying? Chopping yeah. up. Yeah. Vice versa with everybody in the group, real, real. So it's going to be super exciting. Yeah. And I was going to ask you all about that because that's interesting. Because will the documentary, so Brian, was, is yours going to incorporate some new music as well? Like, is it going to introduce audience into like, okay, like what you're doing today? Is it just, you know, like a, a film kind of thing? I'm, I'm I'm rolling it out. I mean, it, it's shot by comprising three videos off the EP. Uh, so okay. maybe crying a limbo and then uh, really rolling out with with this project that I just did. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that because that's a really unique way to tell your story, man. Because I feel like there's so many artists who are just like, all right, how do I you know tell people my brand and then also like give my music part out? I've never heard of like an artist doing 
like a, a documentary about your life. Like that's pretty dope. That's really dope. And it's dope that you're doing it too. Uh, Gabe. So y'all got me with the names. Yeah. I think we all watched it, but seeing Kanye's documentary, you know what I'm saying? And what he yeah. had, and he just had going on mm-hmm. in the background this whole time that I didn't even know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's creative and, and now that's mm-hmm. something that he was able to use X amount of years later, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was cool to let us into his story and, and his backstory. So I think, and I think it makes yeah. it, it's more fun when you get more people involved as well. So, you mm-hmm. know, it, um, with Brian's documentary, he has some people there that, you know, he grew up with and that know his story. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that you know, including them in, in that documentary was was probably, you know, it meant something to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get my family involved and um, just have them, you know, be a part of it so that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, for me, music is is something it's it's something to leave behind. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you, you never know what can happen. You know, you yeah, ain't gone tomorrow. So if you mm-hmm. if I have that music, then I have something that somebody can go back to and and you know just enjoy and you know reminisce about. And you know if it's feel it'll probably it's gonna feel good. You know, yeah, going back to those moments and um, just connecting with that person and everything like that so mm-hmm. and that kind of goes to y'all's point of like why you don't always want to chase what's current and you want to stay true to like what your sound is because 10 years from now everything we're hearing is going to be old you know and but what you are doing as long i mean even what we're doing might even sound old but it's it's true to us you know so it's, it, that's that truth and that's what i feel like my favorite artists do that they have like timeless music that stays even though it may sound dated it's it still has like a truth to it you know and that's what makes great artists in my opinion yeah, you get a lot of critics saying a decade i was gonna say a couple years <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, i mean you never know yeah. man. Yep. music's gonna last <laughs> yeah, exactly. say that say that I'm I'm just 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 shit. Shit. Day. yep yep so yeah, it's really great talking to you guys. Like definitely like want to keep in touch and uh, stay connected. And thank you guys so much for talking to me today. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of In The Mix. My name is Lonre and thank you to Voyage and Canvas Rebel for giving us a space to talk about it.